studio in beautiful New Bedford, Massachusetts, inside the Kilburn Mills. Welcome to the Pop and Sun Sports Show with your hosts, Lance, Ross, Eric, and of course, Pops. Talking sports, news, sports education, and sports gossip. Featuring Huya Benjamin and the Sports Dish with Lena. All right, all right, all right, guys, and we're back. Just like that, we're back. Wow, what the hell happened over these past couple weeks? Well, let's see. For starters, we had a whole entire eight weeks of the NFL. Oh, my God, what happened? Life gets in the way sometimes, you know what I'm saying? So uh, let's basically start off. We're going to talk about some, some football this week, and uh, we're going to do our own little half uh, halfway through the season recap and um, see what's, what's been going on through the NFL to this point in the season. Uh, this week, starting on Thursday, we have week nine of the NFL season coming up. Um, we're going to try to figure out, you know, like shockers to us of this season, things that we knew were coming as our expectations are concerned and stuff like that, things that we had general idea of and a couple of things it was like, holy shit, what's going on? You know what I mean? Well, you know, I, I'm going to tell you, so I'll tell you what, what I want to talk about really quick before I forget. The level of play has gotten better. Um, there's a few people that we could point out. Jeff Burrow is played. Uh, Joe Burrow. Thank you. Jeff Burrow was a third baseman for the Atlanta Braves back in the 70s. And we're talking about baseball. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Joe Burrow, um, who's the other kid? Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. College. Um, Her- hey, Herbert. Herbert. Justin Hebert. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. Justin Hebert, however you want to pronounce that. Yeah. So. But, but hang on a second. But my point being. The quality, remember in the beginning of the year, the quality of, of, of play, it was obvious they hadn't had camp and all that. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't as good. But the problem that I'm having is with the officiating. And maybe this is for some, maybe it should be for, you know, for who you're benching segment, but the officiating seems to be getting worse. Yeah, the officiating has been absolutely atrocious this year. Thank you. 100%. I, mean, I didn't know how else to... Whatever, whatever, whatever verb to use, I mean, you know, I mean, it's staggeringly bad. Right, and we've seen it across the NFL this year. It wasn't just the NFL. It's been in every single sport that we've seen. That's true. That's true. Well, you know, I guess you could say the referees had time off, too. Um, I mean, I know we weren't going to talk about baseball, but really quickly, the, the, we talked about the, the the strike zone. See, somebody, this was the worst umpiring I have ever seen in my life. Yeah. Yeah. In fifty years of baseball, but anyway, we'll, I mean, and, and for that for that matter, you got to say the same thing in basketball with some of the calls that it we saw horrible, there in the champion during the playoffs. Horrible! It's like we saw some forgot. disgusting calls. It's like they forgot how to be referees. You're right, absolutely right. They were horrible, and and it's par for the court with, with football. I'm par for the right. course. Bringing it back to football, and that's what we're seeing right now. Yeah, in football. It, it's it's. We've seen some very strange calls, even coming down to what we saw most recently. What everybody saw this weekend in the Giants game. You know, on one half, some people say it wasn't a pass interference because it wasn't it, it wasn't to him yet. It hit the receiver's arm. But in my eyes, he still ran that guy over. And if you want to talk about how that wasn't pass interference, you have to rewind back to about the end of the first half where the, the, the Buccaneers scored their first touchdown. Yeah. And it was all it all came off of a, a phantom pass interference call that was called in the end zone where the ball. I mean, was I'm sorry. Catchable? I'm sorry. I don't think the Megatron could have caught that ball. 
because yeah. that ball, it, it, it hit the back of the end zone, mm-hmm. the back of the white line at the, at, end exactly, of the end zone, exactly the end zone. Yeah. And where the kid jumped to catch it, he was on the la- the logo. There's no way he's catching. There's that absolutely ball. no and, way and, he's and, catching and, that ball. Even if he's able to high point it, he's there's no way he lands inside. Exactly. There's no way but, his feet land inside. But the Giants got a pass interference call for yeah, that, yeah. even though if it was clearly uncatchable. Really Remember the one that they called on Blake Martinez for basically touching somebody. Yeah. Well, we're. They I'm picking on pass interference right yeah. now. Yeah, but I know what you're talking about—the rub route—and that was yeah. against us. They called offensive pass interference against us for a rub right, route right, for our right. tight end. Exactly, 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 exactly. It wasn't even a rub route. He just ran into the guy completely. They they both completely ran into each other. It was a complete accident. Exactly. But, and that's just to talk with. That was just the most recent game that we saw being played. Obviously, obviously we're talking about the Giants. Not talking about the 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 mysterious. Head head to head penalty that got called on um, oh Isaac Yedon when he turned his whole entire body and he got called for a head to head. The receiver he put his head. I mean, it was the receiver, the running back, or the tight end. The tight end. It was the, the tight end who put his head put down. His head down and hit hit the defender with it. And the defender turns they just, they just, and turns, kind of like trying to brace himself because he knew he was going to take a shot. He turned his whole body and exactly. he gets called for a head to head shot. He turned and put he put his head down and put his shoulder up, and the receiver. Hit him in the head, right? And we gets a fifteen yard penalty. I mean, right. let's you know, let's be let's be fair. We of course want to clean up the headshots, but come on, you can't blame me if I get hit with a baseball bat. How is it in my fault? Right, exactly. Now, I mean, mm-hmm. I wish, I wish we don't have we don't have this going on right now yet, but I wish we could show the replay and we could talk about this because yeah. there's some things that you know in watching. ESPNs and and the NFL networks and watching all the analyst all the analysts on TV go over it. These are things that they didn't show. You know what I mean? No, you know what These are things they didn't talk about. It's the Giants now. You know what I'm saying? Right, and that's the next thing. I get it. It's the six. Giants. So it's they're one and six, and we're we're a basement dwelling team right now. You know, I get that. Six. Nobody really cares other than the people that don't want to be one and six. Right, you know? and I get that part. I understand that completely. But mm-hmm. I mean, you got to call a spade a spade. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then what people have seen. Um, people who are not fans of the Patriots. Let's say the entire AFC East over the last okay, wait, twenty years. Hang on, let me the, ask you a question. Are we starting with the? Are we still just? We're still we're still chit chatting right all now. All right, all right. We're still chit chatting right now. I, when I was going to ask you about the NFC East, you you segued into. I'm the just Patriots. going into the no, no, NFC really ahead, quick because this is, this is the point of it. No, there's some stuff I want to see about. We're the starting to see. To we're starting to see what the rest of the AFC East has seen, and most of the NFL has seen over the past twenty years in the Tom Brady effect. When it comes to those referees, the Tom Brady effect where they get all the calls. I know, I know. And that was more, that couldn't be more evident than what we saw this, this past week, this past week on Monday where in, in, you know, Tom Brady's on the Buccaneers now and and the comeback story that it is Buccaneers. Oh my God, the Buccaneers are great because Tom Brady's there. But, um, hold on a second, pause on that for a second, because I do 100% fully believe that, this team would still be six and two if Nick Foles was their quarterback. If Jameis Winston was their quarterback, they didn't need Tom Brady to do this. They have a better team to, uh, this year, and Jameis Winston's a year older. But anyway, um, you know what? Funny thing is, they already talk. There's already calls for him to MVP, and I'm like, hold on, did we, did we forget? Yeah, swallow did, that flag. Did we forget? You know, I mean, he's had a couple of good games, but you know, and remember the first couple of games, they were already talking about he was old and he couldn't do it now. And all of a sudden now we forgot about Patrick Mahomes, uh, who's been doing it all year long. Russell Did we forget Wilson? about the year that Russell Wilson is having? Don't talk to me about Tom. Even Lamar Jackson, who's having a down year, 
You know, last I, year's I, MVP, I, right? Excuse me, Emma, and there's this kid in San Diego. I mean, in uh, in Arizona, who's lighting yeah, Kyler up Murray. the league. Yeah, Kyler Murray. Okay, I mean, although I worry about him on every play because he looks so he's so he's small. a little dainty. He looks fragile, but the truth of it is, he's he's tough. He's like a little badger, man. You know, he's you don't never you notice he never really takes a good hit. He's always able to curl up, or he you know yeah, he, he has no problem he's, going um, down. He is no he's, he's no well problem. vaseline. Yeah. <laughs> He's well Vaseline. All right, so what a cannon though on a little guy. Oh, he has right? a he has a howitzer. Um, wow. so let's go ahead and um let's go ahead and go through our our stuff. What we have to this this current point of the season. Like I said, through week eight already. Right now, right, we this week we're going to see uh this week we're going to see week nine. But for starters, um, well, we're halfway through. What are we What are we thinking? AFC East right now. We have Buffalo in first place. Um, I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I know we here called that on, on the beginning of the season that Buffalo would be in first place yeah, no halfway shock. through the season. No shock. And currently six and two in first place. And the surprising thing to me is Miami's in second place at four and three. I'm gonna tell you something. I think what the shocker is really what we didn't see coming. Although, was the Patriots being two and five? No, no, no. Although Buffalo is in first place, I think Miami might be the better team. They're coming. Yeah, Miami's a problem for a lot of people and right let's now. Remember, they're what now? They're four and three. Mm-hmm. Let's remember, but for Cam Newton, who you know everybody already, who people now are talking about as a problem, for, but but not for Cam Newton, they win that game. Yeah, they win that game. Miami easily. wins that game. They win that game so easily. They, you know, so they so instead of four and three, they're five and two, and now you know, now it's a whole different story. You know what I mean? So and then we have the Patriots at two and five. Of shit. And the basement dwelling number thirty one team in the NFL, <laughs> the New York Jets, New York University Jets. <laughs> um, I will be the first person to say. It. I mean, I'm probably not the first person to say, it, but I'll be the first person to say it on this show. The New York Jets have been grounded. They are a no fly zone. Oh my goodness. Um, R.I.P. <laughs> to Jets fans. And you're wow. you're wishing and hoping for every single year for the Jets to be a good team. Wow. Um they've gone back to the propellers. Joe Namath is not walking through the door. Oh my Well, he might be. He might be. There's a kid named Lawrence waiting at the first round pick. I'll tell you what, my honest to goodness opinion. <sighs> and there's also a kid named Fields. As far as the quarterbacks in that quarterback class go, mm-hmm. I thought that Sam Darnold was the best NFL-ready quarterback. I still think he is a good quarterback. It's just he plays for a horrible team. He has zero weapons. He has yeah. zero line. I think he may have. He may be the one guy that has less weapons oh, than Cam. He has zero mm-hmm. offensive coordination. Mm-hmm. He has zero head coach. Yeah, because Adam Gase. I'm sorry, I I don't know. you you belong in in the, in a trash can somewhere. What, what were the Jets thinking hiring this guy? All he did was destroy Miami and then Chicago. You know, I mean, what, what exactly? How does this guy keep getting jobs? Um, one thing to me is network, man. one thing to me is too, and and this is really this is really upsetting me. And watch him end up with another job next year, another choice job. <laughs> because this is like I was saying, this is the part that really upsets me because the coach for the Jets prior to Adam Gaze was fired. For Adam Gates to come in. But the coach, I mean, he's not a head coach right now, but his defense is sure looking hella strong right now in Tampa Bay. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. And I'm talking about Todd Bowles. Yes, I know exactly. That defense is is solid right now. And to me, to me, that defense is the reason why the Patriots I mean the Patriots, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Thinking of Tom Brady. To me, that defense is the reason why the Buccaneers are in the place that they're in right now and the situation that they're in right now is because the defense is running that team. Yeah. yeah. Because look at their look at this their point spread in all their games. The defense has kept them in games. Yeah. The defense, the offense hasn't really done much. Yeah, no. And they look, Tom Brady hasn't really done much. Yeah, no, no. I mean, he he seems to be catching stride now. And let's see what happens when they bring AB on. And there's only one ball and a lot so, of receivers out there. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, we haven't exactly done the deep dive yet, and we're going to hit that deep dive right now on the New England Patriots, who are currently sitting in third yeah. place at 2-5. and five. And there's a lot of turmoil going on right now in New England. I'll tell you that much. Everybody in their mother's up in arms about Cam Newton. Oh, my God, Cam Newton. I hate Cam Newton this. Cam Newton sucks that. All that bullshit. And I'm going to tell you what, right now, my opinion, that's a waste because that is your best quarterback. Listen, you have no other options. I'm going to tell you something right now, and I'm not alone in this. If instead of picking on Cam Newton, if you subtract Cam Newton – they're 0 and 7. 0 and 8. Okay. Um, let's think about this, okay? Um, I forget who it was that said this. Oh, Max Kellerman said this the other day, and I agree 100% with him. Last year, we complained so much about t- Tom Brady, looked like he was an old man last year. Oh, he, well, he don't have any weapons. Yep. He still had to kill Harry. He still had a, a above average Julian Edelman still performing. Correct. I wouldn't say above average, but yes, correct. <laughs> no, he was still above average. He wasn't great anymore. He's not wasn't a superstar, but above average. Okay, he still goes places and makes plays that, that most people couldn't make, and drops you know a mean? lot of balls. Well, he's been dropping balls, but not at the pace that he is this year. He wasn't doing that last year. But anyway, and and he had the number one defense. Okay, I know where you're going with this one. What's missing from this team? Uh, let me see. Uh, who was missing on Sunday? Let me see. Julian Edelman. Uh, Nikhil Harry, uh, Stefan Gilmore, uh, eight starting players because of the COVID. Also, wait a minute, and and and, and eight that's, starting that's, defensive players. That, no, and, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. I haven't really gotten into it again. So basically, so what you're telling me is, so what you t- last year the cover was bare. Brady had nothing. Well, Newton, you just took away everything that Brady had last year and told Newton go ahead. Go do you. Now Newton has he doesn't he doesn't have Harry, he doesn't have Edelman. And he's missing the defense. He's missing the defense. And you're mad at him because again, think about this. In my opinion, these guys could be five and two. Okay? Mm-hmm. Remember they were one play, one yard short of beating Seattle. Right. The mighty powerful Seattle, who's one of the obviously if you don't think Seattle's one of the top five teams in this league, you don't know what you're talking about. Clearly. Clearly. Okay. And uh, who's the other team that just they just uh they lost on the last play of the game, because the defense hasn't really played up to his expectations. Right. So, well, there is no expectation for that defense because they're you, missing eight starters. Yeah. So you know, to you people, you know, that want to blame Cam about this, no man, blame a depleted roster. That even Bill Belichick came out and said, mm-hmm. "Well, what happened was that we sold out." To win the Super to Bowl. To win the Super Bowl. <laughs> and we won three Super Bowls and went to a fourth. Yeah. So I'm not going to complain about anything that's going on. The cupboard is bare. We have to reload. There's nothing oh, there. Jesus. Did he really have to tell us that for us to see it? Did he really have to tell us that yeah. for us to know this? Yeah. So true. You know? And then again, now you take big. Let me ask you a question. You put Cam Newton 
in Tampa right now and what you think happens over there? I, I, honestly, like I said, the same quarterback. You put any quarterback you in Tampa James right now. Winston back in, in Tampa. You, you know, you know what I'm saying. Exactly, exactly. That, that record, that record could have been any one of those quarterbacks. Danucci, nah, not Danucci. Danucci might be pushing it, but that record could have been Andy Dalton. That record could have been okay. Cam Newton. It could have been, uh, it could have been um, but, you know, but more, Teddy Bridgewater. It could have been, it could have been Jameis Winston. But, any one of these guys but, who got who changed during the offseason. Getting back, more seriously speaking, though, you know, and to to people now to say that, oh, you see, it was it was uh Brady all these years. It wasn't Belichick. That's laughable. It is laughable. That's laughable. It is. In the beginning, let's remember, you know, Brady had a few good years. But in the beginning, he was in the, in the first Super Bowl, he was the game manager. It was basically don't In the first the Super Bowl, he wasn't even the starting quarterback. Thank you. I mean, he started that yeah. Super Bowl specifically, yeah, but, but he the wasn't the starting enough. quarterback of the season. Exactly. Exactly, you know that was Belichick's team. You know that was uh, Drew Bledsoe's team. We're talking about. I mean, again, I'm not going to take anything away from Tom Brady. Yeah, he has a bunch of rings, and I understand that. And yeah. he has the record that he has in his career. I understand that. I'm not going to take nothing away from him. Pretty good coach, and he had a pretty good team around. Him. Exactly, but we're still talking about the same guy who was wasn't even a starter at Michigan when he was in college. Exactly, and to say that Belichick had nothing to do with it, hey, Belichick drafted him. He picked him off. The Belichick draft has team, Super Bowls nobody- prior to Tom Brady showing up. Thank you. And let's not and again, let's remember that when a healthy Drew Bledsoe came back, for no reason other than he was injured, it was Bill Belichick that said, uh, we're all set. I think I'm going with the kid. <laughs> you know what I mean? So again, it's it's laughable to say anything differently. Excuse me. And you know what? I think in the same for the same exact reason is the reason why. And if we're gonna talk about Tom Brady, we're really gonna talk about Tom Brady. Because I'm pretty sure that Tom Brady crybabied his way to keep that job in New England because Bill didn't want him no more. So if we're going to be real, let's be real. He's Bill didn't want him no more. Bill wanted Jimmy Garoppolo. He's the reason the cupboard is bare. He's the reason the cupboard is all that dead cap space. Mm-hmm. All them years, you know, I mean. we but, Bill wanted Jimmy Garoppolo. Bill did not want Tom Brady no more. And this is going back to 2014. Let's be real. All right. So let's be real. I mean, uh, maybe putting a bow on this uh, division I still think that it, to tell you the truth, I still think it's anybody's division. It wouldn't surprise me at all to see the Patriots come back and win this division. Because Buffalo, from the looks of things, well, let me put it to you this way, okay? Think about it. With all the so-called weapons and high-power team that they are supposed to be in, and I'll admit, I was one of the ones that picked. Remember, we picked Buffalo to win the division outright. Mm-hmm. I think this that game Sunday said a lot more about Buffalo than it did to me about New England. I know about New England. Right. Okay, to me, it startled me a little bit. I mean, okay, Josh Allen's in a little bit of a slump. He's young, you know what I'm saying? Right, and that's that's the only thing that I could possibly say about it Buffalo. Startled what's me going a little bit that, again, the team that we're talking about that has nothing, no defense, because let's face it, uh Buffalo just went at, when, the, when the Bills wanted to, they they went right down to feel like Swiss cheese. Right. They cut through that defense right. like Swiss cheese. So Still, having said all of that, all of that, all of that, I don't know about you. When we were watching the game, I was almost 100%. (laughs) They're winning that game. Cam's running that ball. And the next, very next play, Cam's either running or he's giving them some. Remember, they could have kicked the field goal at any time and tied the game. Mm -hmm. They Mm -hmm. won it for the win. You know, and and mind you, you mind you, one thing that nobody's talking about is, yeah, Cam fumbled the ball. Cam fumbled the ball at the one-yard line. And why was Cam even running the ball? Because there is nobody else. 
if the quarterback has to do everything, then you, that's not a, that's not a recipe for success. Bottom line, again, if he fumbled the ball once, think about how many times Cam handles the ball. He's not your average quarterback. Okay, mm-hmm. quarterback gives the ball, hands it off, or throws it downfield. Cam not only throws it downfield, he keeps it half the time. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He's running with the ball's always in his hands. So you know. I mean, not making excuses. Look, that's not just not a good team. You know what I mean? And and I'll tell you what, though. You know, I think it's been admirable. Cam keeps taking it on the chin. He keeps taking the blame on his own shoulders when all you have to do is look around and say, well, who's he throwing? He he targeted the law firm of Jacoby Myers 10 times on, on Sunday. Mm-hmm. 10 times. You threw the ball 10 times to a kid that was a, that was a quarterback in college. Yeah. You know, so. So you know, moving on, moving on. I mean, do we even talk about the Jets? No, I, oh and eight, man, and we did. We well, talked well, about Adam Gates really quick, and that's that. Well, I want to give Sam Donald a little bit of love. I'm gonna tell you, I why. gave him his love. He deserved it. I, you know, he, he deserves better. Exactly. That's he deserves thing. better. And what, what what Sam Donald's gonna end up going down as in, in the NFL is he's gonna end up being considered a, a never or never was quarterback, and that's because yeah. he never had a coach. I tell you what. You put Sam Donald in Tampa. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> Sam Donald's going to get a bad rap because he never had a coach. Because after this year's over, when they fire line. when they fire Adam Gaze, and if they do go ahead and draft Trevor Lawrence, they're going to be calling for Trevor Lawrence right away. And then Sam Donald's going to go away. They already talk about Trevor Lawrence coming back for a senior year rather than play for the Jets. I mean, I don't think that makes any sense whatsoever. Um, AKA, not AKA, uh, Circa Dak Prescott, my boy. Okay, you go as Mr. Uh, mine, you know, normally I tell anybody to get the education, but you know what? I'm going to talk your to money. you. I'm going to talk to you like I talk to my own son. Get that bag, kid, because God forbid you get hurt. If you got that money, hey, that can always go back. That can go back to Tennessee anytime he wants to get to get that last year. You know what I mean, it has nothing to do with the NFL. God forbid something happens to you. You can always go back and get that, get that degree, mm-hmm. but you can't get back, get that bag. Go get that bag, kid. So, moving on to the next division in AFC North. And oh, the, the tough, real surprise to me this tough, year. That's a brutal that's division. A div, it's a rough division. But the real surprise to me this year is Pittsburgh coming out of nowhere. Yeah, I knew they were going to. I mean, we I thought, thought Pittsburgh was going to be fighting for one and two. But, fit, I mean, not, for Pittsburgh is not the, best the best team in the league right now. Yeah, exactly. Not I mean, Sitting at 7-0, and oh, they haven't lost a single game. They've beat everybody. We knew about the defense, but who was thinking about Claypool, Boo? What's this kid's name? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he exactly. made, I, can't, I don't have his full and complete grip of his hope, but I know who he is. Exactly. You know what I mean? And there was also a Juju Smith-Schuster sighting, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Big Ben looks like with every game, looks like he's he's feeling better. He's surrounded with all these young guys. And remember all that all that complaint, all the talk about how he was not feeling good and he was thinking about retirement. Mm-hmm. Big Ben looked like all he needed was some good old young guys around him to make him feel young again. Yeah, he drank that juice. Now he talking about he want to be Brett Favre or Tom Brady or something like playing to his forties. <laughs> Amazing what winning will do for you, huh? Congratulations to Mike Tomlin and having a 7-0 season to this point. Thank you. people. Another person that really deserves that one. People with the audacity last year talk about calling for his head. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, are we moving on? Yeah, Baltimore Ravens, 5-2. and two. You know, I'm going to tell you another thing. What is wrong with people? What is wrong with people? You're 5-2, and two, man. You know, you know, every now and then, teams need to get what happens. They need to have a little dose of reality. 
Every team, the Patriots, unfortunately, is going to happen to them. It's happening to them now. That's the problem. Every now and then, you got to have one of them two and 14 seasons to realize what a privilege it is and what an honor it is to go to the playoffs every year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Think about this. This, this Patriots uh, fans, this, this families, this generations that don't know what it is to lose. Yeah, I have that. Con- I've had that conversation before. Y'all been winning for twenty years. So I said, there's generations of Patriot fans that don't know what it is to lose. There's entire kids that grew up their whole lives. There's the kids. There's kids that get about to start drinking soon and have never experienced a Patriots losing season. <laughs> exactly. So you know, try looking at it from the. And I mean, the same thing happened with us. You know, you get used to going to the winning the yeah, Super Bowl yeah. every couple of years. So you know, okay, because there was life. There was life. Before yeah, the Patriots, exactly. Well, but let's let's I mean, get, let's get rephrase back to that. There was life before Tom Brady in New England. That's right. Hey, listen, they went to the they went to the to the Super Bowl before. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get let's get back to so Baltimore to the FC. Let's, okay, my point with Baltimore is what is the panic? They're five and two. There there shouldn't be any panic there okay, in Baltimore. They lost. They lost to Kansas City. Ooh, listen, wow. Baltimore's five and two. Baltimore is five and two. Thank in you. any other division except for their own division, they're in first place. You still your play caller, your signal caller is still last year's MVP. Yep. Correct? That defense still looks pretty good and the running game still looks pretty good. You got a pretty tough schedule. You lost to Kansas City. Okay, who else they and uh, to Pittsburgh? Right. You lost to the you lost to last year's Super Bowl winner. You lost to two number one and teams. You, and you lost to the te- to the undefeated team this year. Mm-hmm. And you were winning. You were you were beating Kansas City with I mean mm-hmm. uh Pittsburgh. Right. You, know what I'm you lost to Pittsburgh and you so, lost to the num- which is the number one team in the AFC North, and you lost to the number one team in the AFC West, who just so happened to be the defending Super Bowl champions. Exactly. You know, so it's really so, no, come no, on. Uh, really? no no shame. Tone no it shame. down. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. Calm down over there in Baltimore. You'll you'll be okay. You'll be okay. So the next team that I'm to- we're talking about and I want to talk about is um to me. I wouldn't call it a surprise where they are right now because on paper they are a, a really great team on paper. And that's Cleveland Browns, who are currently 5-3. and three. Um, Like I said, I don't think it's a surprise that they are where they are with the, the weapons that's on that team and the, even the defense on top of that. That's not the team that's hard to be 5-3 and three right now. So the, the, the surprise, are you done? I think so. The surprise that I see in this team is that they're only five and three with that talent squad that they have. That well, th- that's that have. that's that goes back to the same bullshit and as last year. Obviously, I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth. You know the reason why they have a winning team is pretty much last year's roster. You know why they have a winning team this year because they have a coach. Mm-hmm. Kevin Stefanski seems to be the idea. He mm-hmm. seems to be the guy. He put together a pretty good coaching staff, and, and he knows how to handle uh, Baker Mayfield. Thank you. I mean, that you know, I can't. We can't blame Freddie Kitchens for for being the head coach last year. He went from being the quarterback's assistant, quarterback's coach, basically the guy that was carrying the notebook for for Baker to Baker likes him. Let's make him the head coach. And then you're gonna get mad at the guy because he don't win no games. You know, <laughs> who who's supposed who who in America turns down a million dollar a year job? Nobody. Thank you. Okay. Okay, but and, I'm uh, okay, I'm no, uh, no. Go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna move on, but go ahead. You want to finish it up? I think, you know, I'm gonna tell you something. When Baker plays pretty good, they win. When Baker, it's not hard to play pretty good on that team when you got the weapons that you got. But my, I know what you're saying. My point being, the point being is that's the problem that he doesn't always play. You only have. I said good. I didn't say great. 
If he plays good, they win. The problem is he doesn't always play good. No, because I've he's still Baker Mayfield. I've yet to see him play great. He's still Baker Mayfield. I mean, going why. back to college, okay, without being upset. And now we're going to see what's going to happen without ODB being there. Remember, Odell Beckham is gone for the year now. He's going to feature the tight end more. So, uh, I mean, they still have weapons <clears throat> to go around. And then the last team in the division in last place right now, and it's not, I mean, that's a rebuilding year in Cincinnati. Hey. Joe Burrow, I think Joe Burrow's looking really good. I'm going to tell you something about Cincinnati, okay? My personal opinion is if Cincinnati was in our division, they'd be in first place. If Cincinnati was in our division, they'd probably Cincinnati, have a 5-2 and two Cincinnati's record. Cincinnati's problem is they're probably, if they're not in the best division in football, they're in the second best division in football. I think they're in the best division in football. So their problem right now, I mean, look at that. There's the Steelers, the Ravens. And, and the Browns and and and, and, a, and, a and a talent-laden Browns team that if they ever figure it out, they're going to be. If a you look too. at the records from the rest of the divisions in football right now, that is the hardest division to play in right now. That used to be the black and blue division. At a, a seven and zero, a five and two, and a five and three, they're back to being the black and blue division. <laughs> That's a tough division in that AFC North. Like I said, that may be the best division in football. So we're going to kick it, ring, and we're going to go on to the AFC South right now. It's uh, the, the division leaders right now, the Tennessee Titans. They're sitting five and two. What's going on with Tennessee, man? They got off to a roaring start, and they seem to have stumbled the last two weeks. Yeah, they've lost their last two games, but I don't think there's too much to worry about with Tennessee right now. I think you know they're finally, you know, they're finally just starting to rebound from their COVID. I think they just had a couple off weeks. I don't, I don't, I don't see them not doing, not going back to the playoffs this year. I'll tell you what. Better to have these little uh, these little hiccups early in the year than down the stretch. And you know what's surprising to me because because <clears throat> that's a good team and that's a really good coach. What we do every week here lately is we're picking. We have our picks every year that we pick a team. I mean, I mean we haven't we haven't picks this year. Sorry, and every week we're picking teams from each game who we think is going to win. And for whatever reason, consistently over the past couple of weeks, we've all been we've all gone against Indianapolis, and to much chagrin, Indianapolis is shutting. Everybody up right now. I think it's the teams that they're playing underperforming. Indianapolis because it's like it's the, it's that whole any given Sunday thing where you you never know who's going to win any given Sunday, and it's always Indianapolis who's finding a way to win games. Yeah, yeah. they're five and two right now. Who would have thought Indianapolis was going to be five and two right now? I don't get that? Yeah, I really, really don't get that. I mean, all it's all it all it's doing is giving a lot of love to Philip Rivers. I tell you what, though, you know, another thing that I don't get, even without the loss of DeAndre Hopkins, how is Houston 1-6? Well, the next thing that we're going to talk about is Houston 1-6, yeah. We know that caused O'Brien his job, and rightfully so. How does this guy, how was he, <laughs> help me out here, okay? Um, I, I don't know. This was the golden child. This guy did everything right for how many weeks last year? 15, 16? No, 16 and the two playoffs right up into the championship game, right? What are you talking about? Sean Watson? O'Brien. Oh, Bill O'Brien, yeah. I don't know. He had a, They had a great season. Remember, he was in the championship game. Yeah. And yeah. he had, okay, so that's you're in the championship game, so that's 17 games, right? Yep. So he was 17 and a half. After 17 and a half games last year, what happened? That boy, he had the Midas touch. Everything he did was right last year. And right into the middle, remember, right at halftime, right at half, or was it before halftime that he had that brain fart in that last game? You know what I'm saying? And then, he, then all of a sudden he decides he's going to trade, uh, 
trade away DeAndre Hopkins. Which is stupid. You're going to take away your best receiver from you. You got to finally got a quarterback that can throw the ball. You're going to take away his number one weapon. And, of course, it showed up. And then you're going to pick a fight with the guy. So what do you think was going to happen, dummy? They Truthfully, I mean, truth be told, you could argue you could have got fired last year off of that championship game of that debacle. Yeah, that's. But, you know. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. Again, like I said, what has happened to that team? Well, that coach, well, he well, he suffered the ultimate price. But anyway, anyway, them and well, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, you know, I wonder, I wonder if they still blaming uh, Coughlin for this stuff. <laughs> Unbelievable! How that man takes the blame for everything, and if the team's going well, he takes the blame. They get rid of him, and then the team goes in the crapper. Yeah, Jacksonville uh, Minshew Mania. I guess Minshew Mania is gone, huh? At sitting at one and six, this man might lose his own job right now. Actually, he's not starting this week. No, he's not. I think they already called that. So anyway, yeah, Jacksonville sucks. Uh, moving on to the AFC West, and Kansas City is Kansas City. Kansas City is what we all thought they were going to be this year. There's nothing really big to talk about there, except the fact that on top of everything else, they added Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. So I don't know how the rich get richer. For the second half, they added Le'Veon Bell. Like they didn't have enough already. So there's not really much to say about Kansas City. Pat Mahomes is Pat Mahomes. Kareem Hunt's Kareem Hunt. No, not Kareem Hunt. Sorry. Um, Although the Raiders are playing decently, there's no way they're catching up. You can forget the Broncos. The Broncos are the team to beat them, though, ain't they? Yeah. <laughs> but you can still forget the Broncos. You forget the Broncos. To me, the and we're looking at the same division, that AFC West. I absolutely love Justin Hebert. I, I don't see I don't see the Chargers ending up at the bottom. And we talked about Justin Hebert two years ago. Yeah, we did. Because didn't. we wanted the Giants to draft Justin Hebert. And Justin Hebert last minute decided that he was going to take another year in in college. And he wasn't on the board for us to draft. Does he not fit the profile? Justin Hebert would have been the Giants quarterback this year. He would have been the Giants quarterback last year. But, big but, he wanted to stay in college for one more year. Because that is who the Giants wanted to draft in Justin Hebert instead of drafting Daniel Jones. Yeah. And he opted for one more year. Which is, you know, the kid wanted to get his education. Can't nobody blame him there. Can't blame him. But now we see him in Los in Los Angeles with the charge, and he is looking really good. Yeah. R.I.P. to Tyrod Taylor. It's a shitty situation. What happened to you over there, there, talk, sir? But you know, talk about Wally. Oh, you guys don't know who Wally Pip is, okay? But you know, well, there's all the guys who knows who Wally Pip is. You know, talk about he is the Wally Pip, the perennial Wally Pip of the football world. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, if y'all don't know, okay? Wally Pip was the well, you probably don't even know who Lou Gehrig is. Lou Gehrig, the Iron Horse, is the great one of the great Yankees, one of the great all-time Hall of Fame baseball players. Anyway, wrapping up really quick, Wally Pipp was a pretty good first baseman. <laughs> and he was the first baseman for the Yankees until one day he got hurt. And that kid that nobody knew about <laughs> named, had to go in the game. His name was Lou Gehrig. And, well, you know, he played, what, 2,000 games in a row, something See, like that? See, but this is the thing. This is where it goes different, and the story is completely different. Oh, yeah, Tyrod is We're talking about Tyrod Taylor, who was the starting quarterback. Anthony Lynn loved Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, well, he never until gonna, one day. We're never going to compare him to Lou Gehrig either. Now. Of course, but until one day, a goddamn doctor, of all people, accidentally pokes the man too deep and, that's and punctures a lung. And that's the end of that story. That is insane to yeah, me. No, that's how he lost his job in Buffalo, too, remember? 
Not by not, getting not a lung by, punctured. Not, not by lung puncture, <laughs> but by injury. You know what I'm saying? The yeah, man loses his yeah, job by injury. He loses his job to injury. But lung puncture. And I, that I, is. I'd be, I'd be suing that doctor. I would sue like a motherfucker. I'd be suing that doctor. I don't know. I'm, ta- I'm talking about like, yo, wait a minute. I understand that y'all just brought me in here for a year to cover for this kid. What the hell? But heck? you took my job away from me because your doctor stabbed me in the back. <laughs> literally, literally stabbed, stabbed me in the back. <laughs> literally stabbed me in the back. <laughs> So I don't know, but um, no, I, I think that's a good team. That there's an up and coming team, though. Yeah, I like Justin Hebert regardless. I like what he does on the again, field, and, and he's again, a really good quarterback. And again, they're there in the division. You got to give him a pass, sort of, because they're in, they got to play Kansas City twice every year. So that's two losses on their record automatically. Right, exactly. So we're gonna move on to the National Football Conference now, mm-hmm. and of course, we're gonna start with the world's worst division in football. And the NFC East. Oh, I thought we were going to lead them for last, but okay, okay, okay. And the Philadelphia Eagles, who are in first place. Carson Man. Wentz's shit, oh, by the way. Oh my god, that was the that was the ugliest game I've seen in a minute. They struggled to beat the Cowboys with what's the guy's first name? Danucci. I just I just want to go ahead and call. him I don't him. know what his first name I is. I just want to go ahead and call him Danucci. I don't know what his first name is. I think his name is Danucci. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the nooch, the nooch, the nooch had it. Like they should have, they should have unleashed the nooch. You know what I'm Yo, saying? but you know what? Honestly, though, that had to be probably the most sloppy game that they, I've seen they in they NFL. They were winning at halftime. Remember? Yeah. Well, it's the Nucci, the Cowboys. You know, and, and I'm gonna tell you the Cowboys. You know, I'm gonna tell you something else. And there might be a few people that think I might be crazy, but from where I'm sitting right here right now. Okay, after watching the Giants play on Sunday, I think the Giants are the best team in that division. The record, complete team, record be damned, complete okay? team. Because let's be realistic, okay? Remember the Giants. Well, Pittsburgh had their hands full with us in the very first game of the season. Went right down to the last. Think about it. We lost the last three games by what? Eight, three, and one. Yeah, the worst the worst margin of, of loss that we've had this year was probably okay, I think it was San like the San Francisco game was the only game that we yeah, were it was aberration. That was an aberration. Exactly. So But every other game this season we've lost by less than a touchdown. So you know what a I mean? A touchdown and, or less. And not only that, again, like I said, all the other teams are going backwards. We seem to be getting better every week and we and I and I, I did say we got the best coach in the in the division. Yeah, well we got we got Washington this week, so we should Probably able to scratch out win number two on the season. You know, but I'll tell you something else. I'm still ambivalent about that. I don't want Washington beating this out for draft spot again. Hey, wouldn't that be something? Well, they got the quarterback hey. that they want, and they also got you know the runners that they want. I mean, the uh, defensive end that they want. So, what more can they hey, get? If you're not careful, we could go one, two, and three in the draft. <laughs> the NFC East could go one, two, and three in the draft. One, two, three, and four. <laughs> and the first round of the draft goes to the NFC East. Well, no, I'm saying it might be hard to beat the Jets out. I put the Jets on top. Of all of it, oh, yeah. I swear to God, I don't see, I don't see a game that the Jets win. All right, Jets so 2-3-4, three, and four, two, three, four, and 5 then, because yeah, the Jets are not going to win a game this I year. I don't see a game that the Jets win this year. I really don't. I um, really Washington don't. under Ron Rivera, um, I think Washington just has an injury bug. Washington doesn't have a quarterback. They don't. They don't, because they gave up too soon. I'm oh, no. sorry. They don't. They, they put him the in too soon. They drafted him too soon. They put him in too soon. Gruden knew what he was talking about. That's why Gruden didn't put him in. He knew he wasn't ready. Yeah, yeah. Well, you talk. You think about it. You have two, two in your in your NFL career. And this happens to a lot of quarterbacks, unfortunately. In your NFL career, you've had two coaching staffs, two offensive coordinators, 
And this is all in the span of you starting, what, eight games? And let's remember that his claim to fame, that championship, let's remember he wasn't the starter on that team. He was a one-year flash in the pan. Mm -hmm. Well, because I'm thinking about with him specifically, right? Um, he started towards the end of the year. Last, he started towards the end of the year last year, towards the end, like the last five or six games, and probably give him the last, give him this, the beginning three or four games of this season. So in that time frame, two coaches, two offensive coordinators, two whole different coaching staffs in a matter of seven games. And he's another one. He had no OTAs. He had no preseason. What mm-hmm. to speak of? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know there were some guys, Brady, Rogers. You know what I'm saying? The, those guys, uh, you know what I'm saying? They, I've already they, established you know, themselves in the NFL. World, they walk in. They don't need that stuff, okay? They walk in. They, you know, they, they're not learning the playbook. But not so much learning the playbook also, but those are guys who have already established themselves. And really, aside from that one yeah. cop who told Brady to get out of the park, who's really going to tell Brady, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and guys like that to stop, to stop what they're doing because it's against COVID protocol? Yeah, I wasn't even talking about the protocol, but, yeah, you're right with that. You know? Um, moving on. I laugh every time I say it, but right now, the Dallas Cowboys. What is going on in Dallas? In Big D. What's going on in Big D? What's going on? They, they, it's a race to the bottom. They're trying to fight us for the pick. You know, and I can't even say, you know, it's unfortunate what happened against my Giants with Dak Prescott, but I, can, I can't even say that they, they would be any different right now. Because they weren't trending that way to begin with. Oh, it wasn't like they were winning anyway. And remember, the Giants were whipping their ass in that game. Yep. In fact, that, I think that's the reason why they won that game against the Giants because they oh, had man. that win-win for the Gipper feeling after that. You know what I mean? Like, we got to go and win this one for Dak. And the Giants were squeamish after after her, after bruising Dak. They did more than just bruising him. They dislocated him. Yeah, yeah. And then we have the lowly Giants, the the last team in the NFC East, I go, you know, one and seven. I'm starting to look at the Giants the way I looked at Miami in the second half last year. Yeah, I, I could see that. You know, and again and again, let's be real. Okay, the Giants could very easily, very easily be five and two. Okay, at min at minimum, they could be four and three. Yeah, yeah. Okay, they've had a couple of bad luck calls, a couple of bad plays, and that and that yesterday was just the ultimate. Because you know, I, I'm sorry, you say what you want to. To me, in my world, in the real world, that was pass interference all day long. If you get there before the ball, you make contact with the player before the ball gets there. I don't give a shit if it touched your arm. You hit the player before the ball got there. That's pass interference. Exactly. If nothing else, it should have been. Illegal contact, no. Yeah, illegal contact. It could have been a bunch of things. Your ref, and not only that, that's the one call that you decided was egregious enough that you had to pick up the call. You <laughs> had to pick up the flag. You didn't look at the replay. You just decided, fuck the the Giants are not worth it. They're one and eight. Oh, who the hell wants to go to overtime? We want to go home. All right, exactly. Okay, that's not that's bullshit. That's bull. You, you, like I said, you didn't even you didn't even look at the replay. No. You you overturned another referee, a guy. I, like I said, there was a call. What happened to incontrovertible evidence? You had to have incontrovertible evidence to overturn a call. No, yeah, they didn't. They just picked up the flag and said, "Nah, nah forget they it." They had a little right. meeting and they said, "Nope, not yeah, a flag." Game over. I guess they have flights to catch, and you know, overtime was going to be a little inconvenient. The, the weird thing about that was that, like you said, the referee who was right there called it. That's where the flag came from. Thank the back you. judge. Who had the best angle of it? Yeah, not the side guy, not the, the other was, side yeah. guy. The guy who was behind it, looking right at them, is right the one that called the it. The guy whose job it was to call it called it. They <laughs> said, "Nah, you missed that." 
Mm. Can you imagine being that guy? I mean, you got to suck it up and take it. But you're like, yo, no, y'all were wrong. I'm sorry. Well, you know, probably Thomas said, you know, it's your flight that's going to get canceled. All right, you're right, Corey. Let's go. So, um, Green Bay, All NFC right. North. But needless to say, I don't think the winner of the NFC is coming out of this division. Definitely not. So, NFC North with Green Bay is 5-2. and two. Weird division. It is a weird division because Chicago, the Bears, the Bears are 5-3 and three right now. Nick Foles. Uh-huh. Ooh. Nick Foles is running Chicago now? Listen, listen, you know, I thought me personally, I thought the reason why you draft guys number one is because you believe in them, and you got to give them at least three years. It's Not when you got Nick Foles lying around somewhere. <laughs> okay. And correct me if I'm wrong, Lance. Didn't didn't we come? I thought, I, or at least I came to the conclusion last year that Trubisky turned the corner, that he was ready to do big things. Yeah, but, you know, Nick Foles was lying around. And then, What did you think was going to happen when, when Chicago signed Nick Foles to be their quarterback? And then help me one more time. Weren't they 3-0? and Yeah. So, again, how did Trubisky, what did Trubisky do to lose his job? They barely scratched by Atlanta. <laughs> it wasn't a, it wasn't enough win against Atlanta. That's why. How does the quarterback lose his? This was this is the year of the quarterback losing his job while he's doing great because we you know we ain't, we never talk we never talk about that in Miami. We never talk about Fitzsimmons. Mm-hmm. I mean Fitzpatrick. Yeah, yeah. You know who cried a tear, and rightfully so. How do you lose your job when you're at the top of your game? But okay, well let's right. talk about let's talk about Nick Foles for him. And Nick, Nick Nick Foles seems to me in the NFL to be the guy who takes your job. It's all, it all started in Philadelphia. It's the guy that takes your job but can't keep it. When they drafted Carson Wentz, and Carson Wentz had such a great season that year, and then I don't know where comes Nick Foles, who ends up winning the Super Bowl for them. Mm-hmm. And then Nick Foles gets sent to Jacksonville. Gardner Minshew was a great quarterback until Nick Foles showed up. And Nick Foles, they gave Nick Foles the bag. They gave him the big loot contract, remember? And then he loses his job to Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew. And then he goes to Chicago as a backup. And then the guy who they drafted in Mitchell Trubisky but he, loses his job to but, Nick Foles. But he got nice money to go to Chicago. And then out of the blue, when the starting quarterback is 3-0, you know, you're like, you know what? Let's let Foles take care of it. And so, you know, consequently, you know, there's a few games that are, you know, that are, you know, that went the other way. Just a few. Just a few. Listen, I just happened to listen. Nick Foles. Is one of those guys is in the right hand of God. He caught lightning in a bottle. He was in the right place at the right time, and he got hot. Mm-hmm. Okay, again, he's just good enough to take your job <laughs> in the off season, but not good enough to keep it in the regular season. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, okay. Detroit Lions. They're three and four right now. I don't even want to waste breath on them. Yeah, there's not really much to talk about with Detroit. Just like there's not hey, really hey, much Matthew to talk about. I forgot the COVID though. Yeah, Stafford got the COVID, so that they're, they're probably gonna you know, that's gonna miss the, him for the next two years, and somebody else got to take over there. They're dead in the water. Uh, then the Minnesota Vikings, who are just starting to turn out to be the that di- Kirk Cousins ain't shit, just like I told everybody the, last year. The disappointment of the NFC has to be the Minnesota Vikings, who I don't know. I, mean, I had a wild idea that they would be in it this year, that they were gonna have something to say about it right down to the end. Nope, Kirk Cousins shows that he ain't shit. Did we say anything about the? We didn't talk about the Packers though. And there's not really much to say about the Packers. It's the same shit every year. They're a great team. Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback, and that's that. <laughs> yeah, he's still a great quarterback. He still ain't got nobody to throw the ball to. <laughs> You're right. NFC South. <laughs> NFC South. Moving on. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady. Ron Gronkowski. Now, Antonio Brown. I still don't think they're going to win the division. 
So they're in first place in the division by yeah, the playing, fact that they haven't had a bye week yet. But they're playing the Saints on Sunday. Because the Saints are five and two. They're five and two. They've already lost to those Saints. Yep. And they got the Saints in the next game they got, right? I think so, yeah. And again, um same thing what I, uh going back to what I said about the Bills and how how were the Patriots, you know, one one play away from beating them. Uh, if Tampa Bay is such a hot shot, and I mean, I've seen them pick the, you know, as one of the you know the power picks, they're one of the best. I had a few people say they're the best team in the NFL. You know what I mean? I don't. How, I beg to differ. Those people are probably smoking crack. Well, thank you. How does a team that has two losses get to be picked over a team that hasn't lost? And you know, Pittsburgh. But anyway, they're not even the best team in the NFC. Come on, be no, real. I don't think they're the best team in their division. But anyway, anyway, anyway. That wasn't directed towards you. That was directed to people who think that they're better than they are. They're not that good. Thank you. The point that I'm trying to make is if they're that good, why were they struggling for their life against the Giants on Sunday, a game that they rightfully should have lost? This is a team. With all the help that they have from the referees and a couple of times where Daniel Jones actually looked like he was lining up for them. Daniel Jones had a shitty game. Except when he counted. When he counted, though, he had that great drive. But he had a shitty game. Yeah, his game was not perfect, but he had he again. They're not even the best team in the in the division. The point being, exactly, they're one and five. They're, they're in first and, place, one and six now, and the glory team, the pretty boy team of the league, struggled because the Giants still know they have the blueprint for beating Brady. Yeah, knock him down, hit him hard. The best thing, the and the next thing, because they're in first place. In the the same, it's it's it, they have one more win than the Saints do because they've played one more game. The Saints, the Saints are five and two, and Drew Brees is having an off year. Thank you. He seems to just be catching his stride. Yeah, he's been off all year long. The one game that he played well was the game that he played against against Brady. Brady. Well, maybe that's what he needs to play Brady again. He catches stride again. Yeah, you know, honestly, the truth of the matter is. I was looking for Tom Brady to show signs of age this year, and the person is showing signs of aging this year is Drew Brees. I don't know that he's hurt. Nobody said that he's hurt, you know, other than regular little nick, you know, nagging injuries. But no, no. The man has been around since, uh, you know, since the. <laughs> so the next team for me since. is uh, we're going to talk about uh, Cle- uh, Cleveland. I'm sorry, the Carolina Panthers. Oh boy, and I feel. Bad because I I'm going to shit on Carolina right now. I don't. And it has nothing to do with Teddy Bridgewater. I love Teddy Bridgewater as a quarterback. I really do. But I hope that ten, I hope that Carolina doesn't win another game this season. And I hope they end up the bottom dweller to Atlanta because I just don't like Matt Rule. I don't. There's no reason why the Carolina Panthers should have gave him that much money. You paid him what you would pay a player. My opinion. Just or, saying. Or you paid him what you would pay a Bill Belichick. Shit, Bill Belichick. How about how about Andy Reid? Think about in the same division. Think about in the same division. Who earns that? Who deserves that money? Sean Payton deserves that money. I think. I think he does get that. Or he's close to it. He's close to it. I mean, no, and I shit. Think, no, look and, at the and, and, no, and not only not only the money was impressive, but the length of the contract. Mm-hmm. Look at the record that Bruce Arians has right now with the Bucks. I'd give Bruce Arians that money before I gave it to Matt Rule. I, I'm gonna tell you the truth. I'm glad. I'm glad he asked for all that money, and we told so he can him. fall on his face hard. No, no, not only that. So the Giants said thanks, but no thanks, buddy. And we ended up with Joe Judge. I mean, I'm just saying. Who do you think you are? 
where you can ask for more money. Well, I still think he's a better coach. But You're a rookie quarterback, not even proving yourself in the NFL. Well, listen, man. You know if they're going to give him, if they're going to give it, I'm going to take it. A hundred percent, hundred percent. If they give me a call and offer me seventy million dollars, and then I'll just be sitting there talking shit about you the same fucking the same way. Dude, they could, <laughs> listen, they could call me and offer me ten million dollars a year to go to, <laughs> to go to New Zealand and coach rugby, and I'd be like, sure, don't worry about it. I'll go. I don't know how to coach rugby, I, but I, I, I'll figure I, I it out. Some YouTube, I watch some YouTube along the way. Yeah. You know, yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? I don't know, but I'll figure it out. And I'm gonna try as hard as I can. But you pay me ten million, I'm taking that job. I'm riding that. I'm riding that horse until it throws me off. Um, surprising right, team for the jokes. Surprising team. Atlanta Falcons are two and six. I don't know if that's so surprising. We, we've been we've been expecting them before. Oh no, they still you got a really good you know offense. What, you know what I think is surprising? Maddie Ice has been playing pretty good. You can't put this on Maddie Ice. No, no, absolutely not. No, Maddie Ice has been playing, and I was expecting him to start slipping, you know, a little bit. But you can't put this on Maddie Ice. He 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 still, you know, the defense I, sucks. I, I, thank you. Let's call a spade a spade. That's why they haven't won games because their defense keeps giving up leads. Thank you. Thank you. Exactly, man. How many games have we seen from them this year where they're in the league going into the last five minutes of the game oh. and then all of a sudden they lose the game? Like, uh, yo, what happened in Atlanta? I've taken a beat in picking them this year. Exactly. Not picking you guys no more because your defense sucks. And remember, every game we're like, oh, that's done. That's done. That's done. What do you mean they lost? What do you mean? Yeah, exactly. They won exactly. by 25. <laughs> so moving on from Atlanta because there's not really much to talk about there. Uh, Seattle Seahawks in the NFC West in West. first place, not by much because the another surprising team, the Arizona Cardinals, are in second place, nipping at Seattle's butts. Not only nipping at their heels, but they actually beat them. Yeah, they're saying hello, we're here. You know, and then that's something. Think about this. And what could be what it started to look like? What, in my opinion, is Russell Wilson's greatest year so far. So far, it's half a year. Okay, this is his greatest half. Yeah. Okay, like I said, he's actually making noise about MVP, and with good reason they're making noise about him actually giving Mahomes a little challenge. You know, not not taking anything away from who he's had at wide receiver over years past, but that big guy that he's got, that DK Metcalf character, yeah, well, he's never had that before. He's never had, he's never had weapons, period, like that. I, I mean, he's know. had a couple of decent receivers here and there. Marshawn Lynch couldn't catch the ball. Golden Tate, think about this, Golden Tate was probably the best receiver he's ever right, had. Right, right. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Golden Tate would probably be the best one. And it, and, in, and at the top of his career in his best day, Golden Tate was never a superstar. He was a good, solid, quality really yeah. receiver. Doug Baldwin, you know, exactly. another one. Not a world beater, but he's we, a we serviceable we NFL talk, wide receiver. We wouldn't talk about no Randy Moss. That's for sure. Or no AB, you know, you know nothing on that level. Nothing that's for that sure. Level. And then now you got DK Metcalf, the man child himself. The man child, you know, and the thing is, I wonder why so many people pass on him in the draft. I mean, his physical skills are astounding. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand why he fell so far. I know that me personally, I, and I was clamoring so hard for the Giants to pick him. We had two in picks. the first round. We had two shots to pick him, and we picked Daniel Jones, and we picked Lawrence. Uh, Dexter Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence. Yeah, I was gonna say Trevor Lawrence, but same school, different person. Mm-hmm. We picked Dexter Lawrence and Daniel Jones. I would have loved to have seen DK. DK Metcalf in a Giants uniform rather than either one Daniel Jones or Dexter Lawrence. I'll tell you but what, if I had to pick between the two of them, it would be over Dexter Lawrence. I'll tell you what, I bet you Daniel Jones will be looking a hell of a lot better if he had DK Metcalf right mm-hmm. about now. Mm-hmm. Think, of, think about all our red zone inefficiencies. If you just give him half of the touchdowns because of a DK Metcalf type receiver. 
And I've said this before. That's half the games. I've said this before. Eli could still be playing if he had a receiver to throw the ball to. I, I, I all respect well, do all respect had, to, to Sterling Shepard. He had his best years when he had Plaxico Burris. All respect to Sterling Shepard and the guys who had a wide receiver. But Eli could still be playing if he had some weapons to throw to in on offense. Well, you know he no he had ODB remember, but ODB was gone last year. No, no, he wasn't. Yeah, well, they traded him because they they were had no intention right before the season started. That's why you know what I mean. Ridiculous. So I don't know. I'm just saying we could have got a couple more years out of uh, you know out of Eli and and, and, uh, Eli could definitely still be you know went and got that guy last year in in Heber or this year you know coming up we could have gone and got that guy in Trevor Lawrence over there, but that's just my personal opinion. I'm not Dave Gettleman clearly. Um, smarter than he is. Moving on from that, Arizona, Arizona Cardinals, who their entire season to me has been made on the trade that brought in Watkins, Hopkins, Hopkins. Yes, they brought in Hopkins. I'm sorry, I think that was the biggest thing D-hop. to get them over the edge. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and and Kyler Murray's coming into his own. Right, Kyler Murray's still going to be Kyler Murray. But bringing you know, in he bringing had, in Hop, I mean Hopkins, you brought in one of the best receivers, one 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 a best receivers in football, right? And then to go to go right up against uh, Larry Fitzgerald on the other side, yeah, man, that's tough. That's really hard. They have a good defense. Yeah, he's blessed. He's blessed. You Kingsbury looking like a king down there. No, I can't. Understand. <laughs> good one. I can't understand how that little guy, because that is a little dude, man. Pack such an arm, you know. Remember all the problems that most quarterbacks have. You're too short; he can't see over the line, and he don't seem to get a whole bunch of balls batted. He don't seem to have no problem seeing over the line. He seems to get the ball where it needs to be all the time. Yeah, this dude's like five four, and not and not to mention that when he's gone, he's gone. He's Muggsy Bogues tall. Yeah, he just runs past you and around you, and there he is hitting the corner. You, you don't think there's no way he's going to make the corner? Next, you know, he's making the turn at the corner, mm-hmm. and he's thirty yards downfield. Mm-hmm. And and he's he's an accurate passer, he, and he prefers to stay back there and throw the ball. He only runs when he has to. You know, so I think this is now a tough division because, to me, yeah, five and three is a good record, but not good enough in this division. Because I'm talking about the Rams right now, and with five and three, the Rams, who you know, the that's Rams a, are a really good team. That's an artificial five and three, I think. The Rams are a really good team, I think. And, Again. And they have probably the best defense, one of the best defense in the NFC. Think about the team that gave them the best run for their money. Yeah, the Giants, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was that was shocking well, to me. Giants, Even as a Giants fan, I thought that was shocking. Well, truthfully, anyway, there is a, I forget which coach said it. Uh, he said it, they, uh, what do you call it? Uh, was it this coach this week? Anyway, he said that, you know, he's... he's he said, that's the best one in six team I've ever played. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, how is that team one in six? But okay. Uh, and the last team is the San Francisco 49ers, who just got hit with another another big hit this season. Not that the hits have stopped coming for them this year. What the hell? Uh, they just got four guys put on the COVID list in Kendrick Bourne, Trent Williams, Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. And they weren't playing that well to begin with. Weren't playing that well to begin with. Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't looked good. Even though he missed a couple of games this season himself, Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't looked good. And now they're going to go. They got to play They got to play Green Bay this week. At least he's still a porn star. Yeah, porn star Jimmy. <laughs> but, I mean, so they're right now, they're bottom dwelling in, in the AFC, the NFC West at 4-4. Four and four, And it could very easily end up being 4-5 and five because, like I said, they're playing Green Bay this week. I don't All think right. there's much coming from that. 
All right, really quick. You want to put a bow on this by picking uh, who we think is going to come out of this going forward? Out of each division? Yeah. Yeah, we could do that. I just want to, um, yeah, we could definitely do that. Is that Randy Moss? Yeah, we can definitely pick from every single division. Yeah. So, um, but before we, yeah, before we, we can pick the divisions, and then right after that we'll go over this week's games. Yeah. We're not going to pick this week's. We, we can pick this week's games just amongst us, but. Yeah, that's that doesn't really matter, but um, because we'll have everybody else pick that has to pick. Sure, but just amongst us, we can talk about it really quick. Um, AFC East. <laughs> that's a tough one, man. There's three teams that go in that division. I, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and defer to Buffalo. Actually, nah, I'm not deferring to anybody. I'm picking Miami to win that division. Miami's going to catch Buffalo and take the lead. That's a tough call. I'm just going to st- I'm going to stay with Buffalo on that. I'm just going to stay okay. with Buffalo on it's that. It's a good call. It's a good call. I think Miami can end up with the wild card, but I'm going to stay with Buffalo Remember, on that. Remember, there's an extra playoff team this year. Yeah. Oh, I definitely think Miami goes to the playoffs this year. Yeah. Uh, NFC North, AFC North. Sorry. Um, do you stay with Pittsburgh or do you go to Baltimore? Yeah. No, I think Pittsburgh is Super Bowl team. I'll stay with Pittsburgh also. Yeah. Uh, AFC South. Oh man, that's a. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Titans. I'm staying with the Titans. Yeah, stick with the Titans on that. And I'm not even going to say this one because there's a, the Raiders are not catching Patrick Mahomes. The yeah. Chiefs in the AFC uh, West. Yeah, I think the Chiefs are coming out of that one. Thank you. Uh, NFC North. Uh, and I, and I'm going to say, and I go one step further. I picked the Chiefs to come out of the AFC. Okay, Chiefs to come out of AFC altogether. Yeah, okay. I, I, I'm with that. I'm with that. Okay, so AFC, is that the East? Wow. No, we're going to NFC North. Okay. NFC North. I I think, I think the Packers. Green Bay, yeah, Green Bay. It's only because of they have the best quarterback in that division, too. Yeah, that's another thing that people don't really give. You know, they have the great, they, they might have the best quarterback in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't know about that. You know, other than Mahomes. NFC South. Um, I like the Saints coming out of here. Yeah, I'm that's going with the Saints pick. also. That's my original pick. I'm going I'm with the Saints with also, it, yeah. and then the NFC West. I'm going with Seattle on that Seattle. one. Seattle, and I'm picking Seattle to come out of the NFC. Yeah, yeah, I, I could agree with that. I could agree with that. And how? And we're not even going to talk about either one of these teams, but one of them is going to make the playoffs this year because they're going to win the division. Dang. Who's coming out of the NFC East? <laughs> yeah, that's right. We, we out of the AFC East. Oh man, um, oh we picked that. Are you talking about the NFC East? NFC East, or yeah. NFC East, man. One of them is going to make the playoffs, but we don't know who is it. Who it is, but who's coming out of NFC East? You know, I'm gonna tell you something. From the way they're playing right now, it could it could easily be the Giants. I think the Giants too, and that's not because I'm but being no, a homer. I, I that's not because I'm being a homer. I don't think they're going to win. I think they're playing better than everybody else. I think their upside right now in the division is better than everybody else's. No, no, I think they're going to win. You think they're going to win the division? Yeah, and that's again, that's not me being a homer. I don't know, man. I kind of like the way they had. I like, I like, the, I like for us to be able to pick early in the early in the in the, in the draft this year. One, one more time, just one more time, because because well, think about it. If not, Dallas is going to pick early, but anyway. We shall see. Yeah, um, you know, truthfully, 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 like I think, what do you call it? Uh, Philadelphia comes out of that. So this week we got on Thursday, Green Bay, San Francisco. Who do you got? Did we put this in already? 
No, we're going. We're not going to put it in now. We're just saying it for the sake. We're just doing it for the sake of here. Oh, Denver, Denver, Atlanta, Denver. No, San Francisco, Green Bay. Mm. Tomorrow, Thursday. Oh, I like Green Bay in that one. Green Bay, Denver, Atlanta. Oh, uh, Atlanta. Come on, rapid fire. Yep. I got Green Bay. I got Denver. Mm-hmm. Seattle, Buffalo. Seattle. Seattle. Chicago, Tennessee. Oh, that's at Buffalo. That's going to be a good game. Okay. No, two both Northeast teams. They both play outdoors. It don't make a difference. Tennessee. I'm taking Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, I got Tennessee too. Baltimore, Indy. Baltimore. Baltimore. Kansas City. Yeah. Kansas City, Carolina. Kansas City, Kansas right? City. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Detroit, Minnesota. Minnesota. I'm taking Minnesota because Matthew Stafford ain't playing. <laughs> no, I, I was going to take Detroit too, and then I thought about Kobe. Matthew Stafford ain't playing. Matthew Washington, Stafford, New York. Man. I'm taking the Giants. Yeah, Giants all day. We already beat them once. Why would we, why we lose a second time? Yeah. Houston, Jacksonville. The Houston. battle of the one and sixes. Houston. Houston. Las Vegas versus the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm taking Vegas. Vegas all the way. Pittsburgh, Dallas. <laughs> Pittsburgh, <laughs> Miami, Arizona. Oh, this is going to be a rough one for yeah. me. Oh man, it's in Arizona. I'm going to take Arizona. I got Arizona too. I got Arizona too. You know what? I'm, I'm staying Miami. with Arizona. I'm staying I'm, with Arizona. I'm taking Miami. Miami's been on a roll. I'm staying with Arizona on that one. New Orleans, Tampa Bay on the Sunday night game. New Orleans. Goodbye, Tom Brady. New England and New York. Holy shit, that's an ugly matchup on Monday Night Football. No, that's still New England. Even even in this in this current crippled condition, New England still got too much. For I, them. I think Cam Newton's going to have a chance to regain his uh, himself in that game. Hopefully, we'll see. So, just briefly running through it. It's funny because you know, as you look at the tickets, it shows the tickets prices on here, and um, Houston Jacksonville tickets games are ten dollars. They're giving away those tickets in Jacksonville. They're giving them away, but how do you get on the list to get in? Pay ten dollars. <laughs> okay, so moving on from the NFL because that is all done. Watch Week Nine, see what happens. Maybe your team will win. Maybe they don't. If not, oh well. Who cares? Moving on. We got boxing. We're gonna go ahead and cover up some uh, boxing right now. We've had some some boxing movement over the past couple weeks, and um, yeah, big more, stuff. Boxing is back more recently. Way. Yeah, boxing's back, obviously. More recently, uh, just this past weekend, actually, Javante Davis. The Tank. The Tank, I guess he won his fight. Oh, he won. He won, yeah. I mean, yeah, Yeah, he won a knockout. Fantastic knockout. But. Spectacular. But. The butt comes in. Big butt. It was against a smaller guy. Who doesn't? Who's not known for power? Who is not known for power? Absolutely correct. And we want to take it a step further, okay? Uh, the reason why he got caught, well, he had got hit with that uppercut a few times, but the reason why he got caught with it clean like that and didn't see it coming was because he had already. Uh, I guess their plan was to go halfway, take him out halfway, mm-hmm. and he was doing well. But he, it was the seventh round. I guess they they had already switched over to. He's going to take over. You know what I'm saying? He was just opening up and doing work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And all you got to do is look at Tank's face. You could tell he was in a fight. He's wearing it. You know what I mean? And uh, But, yeah, um, my takeaway from that fight is uh, 
again, nobody's ever nobody's ever done that to Santa Cruz. But Santa Cruz did come up two weights to fight him. Okay, and if I want to be totally honest, he didn't look bigger than Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. None of that really means anything. They both fight in different divisions. But uh, the point that I'm making is, I they need to pump the brakes with uh with, with uh with Tank. Okay, he needs to fight a few more fights. Yeah, because I think the last his last two fights and the fight before that was against Yuriokis Gamboa. Yeah, he didn't show me much in that win. No, I mean, and yeah. I thought he got robbed in that fight. And to think to go from there, he's gonna step up and jump in there with uh with Lopez, which is what they're talking about right that's now. That's what he thinks and his people think. I don't I see that. That's crazy. That's why when they talk to Lopez about it, he just smiled and said, "At any time, any place, sitting there licking his chops." The same Lopez who just come off beating L- Loma. Exactly. Not just beating Loma, thoroughly yeah, abusing I, Loma. I, I thought we were going to go there first. Yeah, um, uh, he, uh, yeah, I don't understand why, you know, he, he thoroughly handled the guy that everybody said was pound for pound the best guy in the world. The uh, guy who had nobody wanted to fight except for Lopez. You know, never mind Lomachenko, Vasily Lomachenko. No, he was just Loma. Right. Just Loma. Exactly. And he got abused. Okay. So does wouldn't that elevate Teofimo now to a pound for pound lofty status? He's got to at least be in the conversation, no? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you, beat, you slayed the beast. Then nobody said he was slipping. He was ready to go and under the above. In I would fact, say he was at the top of his game. In fact, a few people actually said that they were making a mistake putting Lopez in there with him too soon. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. I would say he was at right. the top of his game. So what I'm saying is, how come Lopez ain't getting all that love that he should be getting now? That's my question. Uh, I guess because he's still too young. I don't know. You also got Devin Haney talking a little bit of shit, too. Devin Haney can shut it. And the same thing with Ryan Garcia. You know, fellas, hey, listen, uh, to all you internet champions out there, because right now that's what you guys are, internet champions. Okay? At least Loma had a belt, and he fought for, he had a few belts. He fought him and defended him for for quite a bit. Okay, you know what I'm saying? I think so much. Uh, Tank has a belt too. You got to give him the credit for it. Um, and uh, and obviously, uh, Teofimo has more than not only has his belt, but he claimed the king's belt. He's the lineal belt. He's the lineal champion now, right? Thank you. Yeah, and he yeah, and he claimed the king's belts. You know, the the guy who was the king. I think that I think that in so, a way, as right. far as far as um, Garcia got to get in there and fight somebody, and so does Haney. I think that in boxing today. Because you're you're constantly battling with what the UFC is putting out, yeah. And the UFC is a conglomerate. Which, it's it's which, a whole entire organization. When you're when, in, and we're boxing, you're your own person. So guys like Devin Haney and 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 um Garcia, mm-hmm. guys like that, like Devin Haney and Ryan Ryan Garcia, I think that they have to talk shit. Mm-hmm. Because you have to be, you have to get your name out there to be seen, and you have to do those things. And for me, I, especially with those two guys, with Devin Haney and Ryan Garcia, I think that they get a rap for being internet champions, <laughs> internet champions, or, or internet tough guys, or, or, or arrogant pricks, or whatever the case may be. But I, I think it's because you know, and this is something that's happened in boxing forever. It's not a hate thing, but boxing. Is now in the twenty in, in this century in twenty twenty where everybody in their mother has a Twitter, everybody in their mother is on Facebook, and everybody's talking shit on Twitter and Facebook, calling everybody out. Remember way back in the day, you know, a little unrelated. Way back in the day when everybody was talking up Drake, this and that, this and that. 
guy hadn't even put one album out. Who was it? Chris Rock or somebody called him out on a, on one of his award shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the greatest rapper to have never done anything. <laughs> well, yeah, that would be well, uh, Ryan Garcia and, and and Devin Haney. So far, we don't know. They look really good though, and the few fights mm-hmm. that they have had, I think there's question marks. But how do you answer the question marks? You get in between the ropes like Lopez did. And, and and well and then Lopez is one of those guys who was one of those internet yap yap yappers. You know what I mean? But he fought everybody, he, everybody along he, the way. He fought everybody along the way, and he proved himself in every single fight. And he's still sitting there talking about I'll fight anybody. And again, at this stage of his career, it's ridiculous for him to fight Loma. I wouldn't fight him again for what? I already beat him. I mean, one. It was even ridiculous for him to fight him now. Oh, in the first place, yeah, yeah. I mean, you I agree with let that. that. Build up a little bit more. Let Loma be a year older. I definitely agree with so that. You get a little a year better, but this is the kind of guy he is. He wants to go get him. So coming right up this next weekend. No, this weekend. Sorry, we are going to see Devin Haney fight yeah. now. Yuriokis Gamboa this yeah. coming up weekend. Um, that's really the only notable fight coming up in the near future, but we will see that on, on, on Saturday. We will be uh, discussing that at least one more time before Saturday. Tell you what, that fight is a scary fight. Um, that fight is a nice little money fight for Haney, I'm sure. Nice TV fight. Mm-hmm. But that's a fight. Even the one thing Garboa still got, he still hits hard. And you yeah. get messed around and get caught in them. Ask Javante hands. Davis. Thank you. Get messed around, get caught in the crosshairs. Who I think Javante Davis is a better fighter than Devin Haney. Yeah. I he, could give him that much, but he, Javante Davis did not do any kind of good against New York. He's Gamboa. He gave Javante all he can handle. And like I said, I think Gamboa was robbed in that fight. Yeah. So Haney better be careful because that's not a good fight for him. No, the only thing is, you know, Gamboa is getting a little older. The thing about Gamboa, remember, he never fought a lot, so he don't have a lot of ring years on mm-hmm, him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But there's good fights on boxing, the boxing horizon. No, we do a have a couple thing. more. We could. We also have Terrence Crawford taking on Kel Brook. That's another good one. Um, I think that's a real scary fight for Crawford. Uh, Anthony Joshua, Corbett Pulev. Even Tyson Fury is going to be coming back before the end of the year in December. So we, we do have a few fights that we're going to be talking about heavily in the, in the coming time. Do you know the reason why Fury and, and Wilder fell apart? It was No, there was never. What am I talking about? There was never. No, no. I mean, who had the desire to want to watch that again anyway? That debacle. I think even the, the even the whole cheating aspect of it kind of just went away. And it, and it was just like, ah, oh, no, Fury more, just beat him down. I heard more about that the other day. Well. I mean, I think there was a little, there was a little something fishy going on there, but that's just me. My only thing is, you know, how do you go from being pillow hands to knocking a guy out? Exactly, being stronger and better and dominating the way he was. I think it's a crock of shit, but that's just me. Anyway, yeah. all right, so let's move on to the MMA. I mean, unless you have anything else you want to talk about with boxing, no, I'm ready. Let's go ahead and move on to the MMA, mixed martial arts, and the U, F, and C. Yes, sir. Last weekend, unfortunately, we saw Anderson Silva take a loss in the ring. I hope it's goodbye. And unfortunately, it was it wasn't a pretty loss. Not that there's ever actually a pretty loss, but no, um, it was kind of hard to watch for some people. You know what I mean? After seeing Anderson Silva in his career and being the you know the most dominant, it was really fighter hard. out there. It was really hard for me to watch. Um, but yeah, I guess it was a tough thing to watch for some people. Uh, Dana White. Obviously, he was one of the people who were affected by it. He's actually went out and said that Anderson Silva will never fight in the UFC again. And it, and it wasn't a shit-talking fuck you type of thing. It was like a... 
No, he said I don't want to see this guy get hurt like that ever again. And no. Not not at my hands, at least. He wants to work something. I'll give him a job at the UFC. He's an, he'll be one of those guys that'll be on the payroll. You know what I'm saying? That you know he ain't got to do much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just be Anderson Silva. Yeah, I'll take that job. Listen, give it to me. Um, it. I really didn't want to see him get hurt. I didn't want to see him get beat up. You know what I mean? I figured you know he lose something, something lose a decision, and you go away happy. But maybe. Maybe this is what it was going to take for him to stay, you know, to say I'm done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because the one thing his family had never seen happen to him was get hurt, you know, get beat up. You know, I mean, well, Weidman, he didn't really get beat up. He got knocked out quick. You know, he got caught with a flash knockdown, and it was it. But he kind of got beat up. You know, in that last round, he got beat up. I was afraid for, you know, physic- afraid, physically afraid for his health, you know. That's not a good thing. No, he's you know the guy's a you know automatic first ballot Hall of Famer. You know what I'm saying? What else did we see recently in the UFC? Um, we saw Izzy Adesanya. Yeah, yeah. Who Please. shut Paulo Costa up completely? Oh my God! I don't know. You want to talk about that? You know what I mean? No, because it's embarrassing. I was one of the people who said that Adesanya was going to get his ass whipped. Costa embarrassed himself, man. There's, there's look. There's no shame in fighting and getting knocked out. There's a lot of shame in talking a lot of shit and then not fighting and getting knocked out. <laughs> Quitting and getting knocked out. Just got your ass whooped, um, man. We also did see beat this, you like you owed him money last weekend. The week before, we saw Khabib Nurmagomedov. And Justin Gay And I thought You know I'll tell you the truth I thought Justin Gage Was gonna put up A better fight than that Talk all that shit Another one Talk all that shit mm-hmm. When he got the interim title He threw it on the floor He said that's not the belt I want Blah 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 And you see You know I'm sorry I know Habib Is a pressure fighter and Puts a lot of pressure on you Okay but I ain't seen nobody be gassed out the way he was at that first round. Remember the end of the first round? I'm like, he's breathing like he's fucking like it's the fifth round. Oh, Gagey. Gagey, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, because he was more like running than yeah. defending. And I'm like, man, he already in his mind, he was already beat before he got in the damn ring. He had that look on him. At what point did he stand up there and be Justin Gagey? This is what we needed was the old Justin Gagey. was to go stand in the middle of the ring and say, fuck it, I'm firing. Let's throw until somebody goes to sleep. Which is what he needed. Gagey's one of them going to sleep. Khabib choked him. Choked him out. He Khabib, choked him. Khabib was nice to him. Khabib wanted to get it over because he was embarrassed for him. But and then we see yeah. Khabib saying that, uh, you know, it was a touching moment watching him say that, you know, without his fault, he's not fighting again. It was yeah. rather interesting. But, of course, you know he's back, right? Right. And we're already hearing that he's back again. And well, I get that part. You know, yeah, he's not. He, he, shouldn't have been, he shouldn't have been retiring for the first place. I understand where he was coming from. But he shouldn't have been retiring in the first place. He's got pretty much in the prime of his I, career. I'm not saying that it wasn't genuine, that it was a negotiating play. Yeah, at the I end know, of the fight, yeah, he must have I felt know, that hard. I know that was legitimately genuine, but it had a dual effect whether you wanted to, whether he wanted to or not. It had a dual effect. You know, he probably got a nice raise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know no, he probably saying? got home and mom was like, I didn't tell you to stop fighting. What you talking about, fool? Yeah. Man. Get your ass back in that ring. We need them dollars, son. Yeah, you know, dad ain't bringing home no cash no more. He gone. Mm-hmm, he gone. Mm-hmm. Um... So a great performance, though. I, I don't see who who beats him. After that fight, Khabib did go ahead and say that his request to to be called number one pound for pound. Yeah, and I might have a problem with that. One. John Jones took major offense to that, and I have to agree with him. I have to agree with him one hundred percent on that. Also, um, John Jones has successfully defended his title what fifteen times? Fifteen exactly. times, exactly. 
Exactly. And Khabib four times. Yeah. So, I mean, I know a lot of people be right away would talk shit about John Jones because of his drug use and all this other Dude, stuff. John but Jones, let's, let's John face Jones it. defended the title more in one year than Khabib did in his whole reign. Right. That's what I'm saying. Let's face it. At the end of the day, John Jones yeah. is John Jones' toughest opponent. It's that simple. That's why he's rough on himself because can't nobody else beat him. Mm-hmm. And and nobody really ever talks about it like that. That's why he's been saying what he's been saying over the last couple of weeks on the internet. In my book, it's no hands. I've watched him his whole career. The night that he won that title, you know, nobody talks about that before he won that title. I told you about this story, right? Uh, they they're in a they're in a park in Jersey. And all of a sudden, some lady comes running. Oh, help me, help me, help me. Some idiot, talk about wrong place, wrong time, decided he want to rob a lady's purse and runs by John Jones, uh, John, uh, Winkle John, and uh, the other coaches. I forget his name right now. But anyway, obviously, they, they take off and they chase him. You know what I'm saying? And after beating this guy down and holding him down for the cops, you know, after that, well, you know, a couple of hours later, he went and took care of his real business, you know, and just, Thoroughly beat the. I, you know, I was re. I rewatched that fight the other night. The fight with him and Shogun when he first won. He thoroughly beat the brakes off of poor Shogun. Boy, what what? It was amazing. Yeah, it's amazing to go back and then think about that. He thoroughly dominated. The, he wiped out that division. You think about the names. You, the names that he. It's a who's who. Mm-hmm. From Shogun to Lyoto Machida to to Gustafson to. Uh, um, Cormier twice. Okay. Um, um, Dominic Reyes. Uh, <laughs> thank you. And he sure he got his his he got his big ass mouth shut. Reyes was a wet fart. Yeah, but anyway. <laughs> um, Santos. Um, what he called it? Um, uh, all these guys that are fighting right now. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, all these. There's no way. There's no way. To Shara. That's what I'm saying. There's absolutely no way that that John Jones is not the number one pound for pound. Y'all can say whatever you want about John Jones and, like I said, his drugs and, and all the, the stuff that he's had in the past. That's out of the ring. Dude, I take it a step further. I put GSP on that list first. When you talk about a pound for pound person, you're not you're not talking about his out of the ring stuff. And <clears throat> excuse me, let me clear my throat. How about Mr. Silver? Yeah, I, I, if, if 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 I'm gonna defer anybody, if I'm gonna defer my stance for 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 Jones, it will be for Anderson Silva. That's but I it. think I think that I think that what Kabi was saying is that he wanted to be considered the number one pound for pound right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I don't have a problem with. And if you're talking that. about right now, where currently John Jones is in the middle of, we don't know if he's actually retired or, or what the case is. Right now, active fighter. Okay, I can give it to Khabib. Right now, mm-hmm. right now, yeah, Jones is bulking up to go heavyweight. Right, right. Yeah. He hasn't fought yet, and was, so I can give it to him for a right now standpoint. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, we don't know. We know now that John Jones is coming back to fight heavyweight, but after his last fight, when he beat uh, when he beat Reyes, we thought he was retiring. Hey, but you know what? You know what else is interesting now, though. You know what the recent developments, right? So. The winner of Cannoneer and Whitaker was supposed to be for number one to fight out of Sanya. Yeah. But since Whitaker won, 
Dana White. Ugly. That's, that's the fight that Dana White wanted. Whitaker turned it down for whatever reason. To know he wasn't ready for whatever the point is, he turned it down. To fight okay. who? Adesanya? Adesanya. So, um, so they offered him Blahovich and he said, yeah. I can't blame Whitaker for taking that for turning it down. He ain't, if he thinks he's not ready to fight him yet, I mean, I don't want to lose. Yeah. If you think you're going into it knowing that you're going to lose the fight, that's the fight's over already. Yeah, he already did whip his ass pretty bad once too. Remember he that's the his belt. You remember Whitaker was a champ. Well, we'll see when that fight happens with Adesanya and uh, Blahovich. That's a little you, far away, obviously. I tell you what, though, although I think that's a really dangerous fight for Adesanya, Blahovich gets hit too. I but think, I don't know he's going to be. A, I don't think he's weight class. I know, it's but a different weight class. But you know, if he can't beat Blahovich, he shouldn't be trying to. Then how's he going to fight John Jones? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Don't don't keep talking shit about John Jones. You know, and Blago is the one guy in that. I mean, yo, I like Blahovich. To tell you the truth, he's a very exciting fighter. He brings it and he wears it when he walks out of the ring. You, you know what I'm talking about? Like literally, stop talking shit about John Jones. But out of all the champions. I think he's the most beatable. Sorry. Who, Blagovich? Yeah. Blagovich to me reminds me of... Um, he's the journeyman that caught lightning in a bottle. There's no way that he... I mean, I dislike Reyes because he has a big mouth. And I thought he was disrespectful. And he caught light. He's another one. You know what I'm saying? He should have let it go already and paid attention to the next guy going there. See, that's the thing about being a champion, being a great fighter. You got to let the last fight go. He's still stuck on that fight. He's still stuck on stupid over that other fight. That's why his ass lost. And that's why you, you know he did the stanky leg against Blahovich because you know Blahovich hit him with that left hook. He did the stanky leg. See, for me, and so I was saying for me, Blahovich is like a what the hell was the guy's name in Rocky? Ivan Drago. No, Drago, Drago, Drago. They look alike. They look alike. Yeah, but Drago had more Blahovich looks like a scarier, a scarier version of Dolph Lundgren. Yo, and one thing, Blago. One thing about Blago, he hits you. You know you've been hit. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a man. But okay, you okay now? You want to talk about comparison? Santos, who's fighting Saturday night, he handled Blahovich with no problem. Well, I think Santos is a monster, though. And I and somebody it's else, me. Uh, what he called a submitted him to, I forget. So the, speaking the of that, is, you know, it wasn't you didn't see Blahovich say, "Oh yeah, he's going to be champ one day, no problem." Speaking of that, we are going to see this coming Saturday night, November seventh. We will see Tiago Santos in the main event against, against Glover Teixeira. Two more people that John Jones already beat. Correct, correct. The Mundo, John Jones. Don't talk shit about John Jones. Yeah. Also, we will see in that in that uh, the, at UFC card this weekend, Andre Arlovsky against Tanner Bozer. Out of know, Canada Andre Olavsky is the original heavyweight Yeah cause he's 29 and 19 that's, yeah. a re- that's a record for your ass He was born in 1929 I think We got Rayoni I'm sorry I mispronounced that on purpose the wrong way <laughs> Ray Rayoni Barcelos Against Khalid Taha oh, hmm. Ian Heinsich Ian Heinish Heinish I, I fucked that one up too Sorry Ian And against Brandon Allen Didn't we go over that name in production? Yeah, but I, I, I yeah, it was a couple hours ago. And then the last fight in the in the main card, just the main card, is Claudia, Claudia Gadelia. Gadelia yeah, against Yan Shushan. I've never seen the Chinese. I mean, uh, I'm assuming she's Chinese. I'm not sure. She is Chinese. Yeah, that's the okay. Chinese Republic flag right there. Okay, I guess I don't want to insult anybody. I don't want to 
Nope, she's not a she's not a different Asian. I've she's never Chinese. seen her before, but if she's anything like uh <laughs> like the other one, Weili like Zhang. Weili Zhang. Uh oh, look out! That lady's scary. And Weili Zhang scares me, and I'm a grown man. <laughs> and I tell you, Goodella has to uh, show me something because she's uh she's been slipping lately. Well, she's got quite the challenger in a twelve and one Yan Shushan. So we'll see what we'll see what happens there, you know. Um, How you could say that name? You can't say Hainish. I like Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, yeah, that's just that. That's that. That's the card for this weekend. Um, Santos and Teixeira. Any other takeaways that we got here? Did we talk about Santos and Teixeira? Yeah, we did. Santos and Teixeira gonna be a great fight. Santos is gonna win though. You think so? Yeah. You know, Tashara's on that great uh, comeback tour, but yeah, he's he's on the creative. Santos is a little younger. That's the only reason why I would say he's going to win. No, Santos should win. Santos should win. They they're pretty much identical. You know, same same reach, same height, same weight. They're pretty much twins of each other. Brazilian twins. You know, Santos got the hammer. These two guys are going to be fighting for the Brazilian flag. I tell you what, whoever loses gets exiled from Brazil. The winner of that fight is online for the the winner of a. Uh, well, definitely the the championship uh, in, in that division. I don't know about Adesanya. AC, I got his name right. His name is Adesanya, not Adesanya. Man, I like Izzy though. Hey, listen, man. I you know for a while I too much to worry about people pronouncing your last name wrong. You got Blagovich coming your way, son. Calm down. For a while I was you know, I, you know a little hot, but you know what I'm saying. Like, ain't nothing you can say about this kid, man. This kid, he didn't have to fight Romero. He fought him too. He ran from him, but anyway. Got in the ring with him. He yeah, fights. And he, he worked. Fights. He worked the huffy hard on that one. He works whoever whoever he needs to work. And you see when he's upset, and you know what I'm saying. I thought he might be a little, even a little bit afraid of a uh, of Casa shit. Everybody's afraid of Casa. Afraid of Casa watching him on TV. And you see, he got in there. He just thoroughly whipped. Man, Casa ended up being ass. a pretty boy. He whipped Casa ass. He beat Casa like Casa owed him money. He caught Casa stealing money out of his pocket or something. I'm not even gonna talk about that fight no more. What fight? It wasn't a fight. That was disgusting. I'm sorry. You didn't even last the whole fight. You didn't even last the whole fight. He didn't land. Costa didn't land one shot. I think he landed one leg kick and it pissed it pissed Izzy off and Izzy went to town on him. Like, bro, you literally did not last the whole fight. That's not yeah. good. That's really bad. Yeah. But um, yeah. So moving on from that, I think we're gonna move on to uh, who you benching. What do you think? Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. So we're going to take a quick break on that, and then when we come back, we'll go into who you're benching. All right, guys. We're going to hit it off with our last and final segment of today and who you Benching. For those of you who don't know what who you're benching is, who you're benching is our time of the show where we're gonna pick somebody to shit on. And because today is Monday, no, today's Wednesday. I'm sorry, way off. Since today is Wednesday, we're gonna make it today. So this person for you, Pop, is gonna be the person who, like I said, you're gonna shit on because his week, his month, his past couple of weeks whatever this is the person who you just feel is a idiot who deserves to be benched 
All right. Um, Go with the flow. This week, I want to be talking to directly to Met fans, people that know of the Met situation. Uh, you know, we've as hard as uh, we've been pulling for Mr. Cohen or somebody with big box or anybody really to tell you the truth. Finally, the Wilpons are going out the door. Thank you, God. So we had to worry about the hurdle of Major League Baseball and all the shenanigans that those owners play that the elitist club plays to be able to let you in because it's not only about how do you have enough money to afford it. You got to be able to, you got to pass the, the uh, good old boys club uh, test. So now it turns out all of a sudden that there's some arcane uh, clause that because of city field is in New York city. Uh, Mayor D- Bill de Blasio has to sign off on it. So all of a sudden now, I don't know what kind of personal problem he has. I think he was, uh, he was more pulling. He he's more. Uh, he wants. He was ha- more happier with a, uh, with the A Rod and J Lo uh, faction. So he's actually holding things up. He was actually hoping that the deal will fall apart. So that they can. I mean, I mean, dude, can you can you? Is there really? Do you really have that much time? Is 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 New York City in a wrap? Aren't you in the middle of a pandemic? Aren't you having trouble with your schools? You got time to be interjecting yourselves on the owner of the Mets. Come on, guys. Stay in your lane, man. Mind your damn business. Like, again, once again, don't you have stuff to do? Don't you have a union contract to negotiate with the police or with the firemen or with the sanitation department or something? Something? Don't you got to talk to some teachers? Anything but interject yourself into the Mets manager uh, ownership issues. Come on, really? All right. That's all I got to say about that ridiculousness. All right. That was kind of (laughs) harsh. All right, so uh, for me, Harsh but true, man. Yeah, no, I think that's kind of stupid. He should. I don't think see. Of, what do you I, think about that? I don't see any way possible why the mayor of New York City should have anything to do with the baseball team, and one thing has nothing to do with the other. Um. So yeah, that's my opinion. Um. Moving on, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and pick my who you benching for this week. And I'm going to reach back a little further back than something that's in the more recent news right now. Um, This past season for baseball, we saw really great management in the playoffs in Dusty Baker, and we saw really shitty management in the playoffs. Um, The person who I'm picking has to be the the donkey for me because – for the past couple of years, what we've seen in baseball is a ridiculous push towards the statistic era in baseball and what statistics say and and, and, and shifting and analytics and all that other bullshit like that and metrics and every, who gives a flying shit about all that? Because at the end of the day, the Major League Baseball head coach should be able to coach at a feel and what he hears and what he sees there's a reason why in years past, major league managers, when it's time to make pitching decisions, consult with their catcher first, not consult with their iPad. And what we saw this year ended up you losing the World Series because of it. And, and I'm talking about Kevin Cash because, I mean, yeah, throughout the playoffs, you know, the decisions that you've made. Yeah, they were great decisions at some point and made you made you look like a genius. But 
when it came down to it and it absolutely mattered the most and you had your Cy Young ace on the mound in a pivotal game in the World Series, you decided to take him out. For what reason? <laughs> because your iPad told you to? I have no clue why, and neither does the rest of the world understand why you took out Blake Snell. Mind you, I, I haven't had a good I haven't had a good time. I've been talking shit about Blake Snell all year long. But at the end of the day, let's call a spade a spade. Blake Snell is the ace of that staff. And in the World Series, whether it's a COVID shorted series or not, in the World Series, in a pivotal deciding game, you do not take out Blake Snell. That is your guy. You live and die with him. If you lose because of Blake Snell let up runs, then guess what? The baseball god said it ain't your time. But you pulled a Blake Snell before your time, before it was his time. And you ended up losing the World Series because of it. You're probably not going to lose your job because I, I still see the stat the stat cast area uh, stat cast era of baseball lasting another three or four years. So you won't lose your job over it. But as far as I'm concerned, you deserve to. Because you should have won that World Series. And instead, what do we see? A manager who actually manages by feel. Actually manages by feel. Imagine that. Something that we don't see in baseball anymore today. Somebody who manages by feel in Roberts. Who did the right thing. Trusted his gut. When anybody else would have took out a Clayton Kershaw. He went with his guy. Live and die with my ace, Clayton Kershaw. And that's what he did. And for that, Kevin Cash... You got benched for the whole entire year. That's my take on it. I don't know how you feel about that. Hey, that was a good one. I didn't, that was a real good one. Real, yeah. Okay, so with said being that, ladies and gentlemen, thank and you why, very why you much. Doing that, you might as well throw a shout out to Dusty Baker. Who? Uh, well, that's who I started off originally talking yeah. about, Dusty Baker, obviously. Yeah, remember, because he went directly off the field. Yeah, that's how you're supposed to manage a goddamn game. Put the iPads away. Apple doesn't know how to control a fucking baseball. Um, unbelievable. We hadn't given. We gave up one hit, right? Yeah. The yeah. first hit he gave up, he took him out of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Ended up costing him. Yep. So yeah, there's that. Hey, um. Congratulations to Roberts. Pay attention to what you see. Feel it. And feel and know the computer does not have your knowledge, your feel, your brain. Thank you. A computer brain hasn't experienced baseball. Nothing against computers. The smell, the feel, the sound. The touch of the ball. The touch. The smell, like I said, the smell that the bat makes when you hit the ball. The air, the ball's flying out today, the ball's jumping off a bat. The sound of the ball coming off the bat. Exactly. All of that goes into your own personal computer. It's called your brain. Give me Billy Martin's brain. Give me... uh, uh, Weaver's brain. Uh, who's the, I mean, the list goes on. Dusty yeah. Baker. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Terry Francona. Old school guys. Old school guys. I, I haven't even gotten to the old school, old school guys. Leo DeRocher and them guys. Yeah. Well, I think Dave Roberts is an old school guy. I'm telling you, I can see it in his face. You know what I'm saying? I think, he, you know, the guy that I want to manage the Mets. The guy to just assume take the, the the iPad and hit somebody over the head with it and actually sit down and explain, you know, and go over it with them. 100%. You know, or I, or you know what I really like to say? <laughs> when like the, one of the, like one of the major league movies? 
Was that coach? You know what coach I'm talking about, right? He probably looked down and spit tobacco right over, all over. Just reach out. Lou. Yeah, Lou. Yeah, yeah. Lou. Lou Brown. Lou Brown. Yeah. Lou Brown looked down on the iPad and spit tobacco juice all over it. So yeah. Read that. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, my last little note is because you, you, you touched on the Mets. So the last thing that I will say, would say is, uh, yo, Mr. Cohen, call Lou Pinella. I'm sure he wants to coach again. And with that, I'm out. Anything else you want to say on the way out the door? Lou Pinella. No, Lou Pinella's doing God's work, though. Remember, Lou Pinella left. He's taking care of his mom. Lou Pinella's ready to coach again. I talked to him yesterday. <laughs> give him my regards. I, not that I won't take him. Not that I won't take him. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I ain't got to say, you know, you already know how I feel about Mr. Rojas. The experiment is over. Fire Rojas. Oh. Goodbye. Fry the whole damn kitten caboodle. They got to get rid of Van Wagonhead. Yeah, I hope so. You know, throw me, you know, I could do a whole show on New York GMs. From that idiot running the Giants, dumbass Dave. Well, we will. We will at some point. To, the, mo- Dave. to the morons that run Madison Square Garden. Moron Mountain over there. Oh my God. You know, it's it's a, it, you know it's just one of those things. If you don't have to, he's one of them old old time owners that you know he don't make no money off off of the off of the Knicks. He just he likes showing up in the <laughs> he likes to sit at ringside and be somebody, you know, and be one of the celebrities. And he likes to say, "I own the team." You know, you know what I'm saying? That's when you own the cable company. You know, what I mean, people just have to give you their money. Yeah, that's true. Ain't got no choice over that. I mean, but again. <clears throat> And you know this hurts my feelings when I say it out loud. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I don't know. I know we've got a little extra, but I'm a Knicks fan, man. I haven't seen the Knicks win since I was a kid, since before the television contracts. Okay, last time I saw the Knicks win, it was on a black and white TV. They came on 11:30 at night, tape delay after the news. I think it was after Johnny Carson had to get permission from mom to get up and watch it, to stay up and watch it. Well, I think we're going to pick up on the Knicks tomorrow. Yeah, I know. I was just. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to us. Another episode of the Poppin' Sun Sports Show. We love y'all. We apologize for the time off, but we're back now. We're going to hit you with some good stuff coming up. All right, boys and girls. Thank you, and have a good night. Thank you, buddy Mouse. Goodbye.